Welcome to Vox Vomitus, also known as Word Vomit. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Vox Vomitus. I am your host, Jennifer Ann Gordon, the author of the award-winning novel Beautiful, Frightening, and Silent, as well as the Hotel series and the upcoming book Pretty Ugly. With me today, as always, is my Vox Vomitus vixen, Allison Martine, author of the Bourbon books. Cheers. <laughs> With us today, we have a very special guest. It is Mary Dixie Carter, author of The Photographer. Uh, welcome, Mary Dixie. Thank you Hello. so much for being here. Cheers. We're Cheers. Cheers. Mary's got a cup of wine, and that is the classiest <laughs> thing that has ever happened on our show. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> I like it. Is it like a styrofoam cup? It's like. It's a paper cup. Just a regular paper cup, you know, a standard paper cup. Um, but of you know, wine. It's the best I can do at the moment. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like that you just you put in the effort to get wine. I didn't put in the effort. I was yeah. like. Well, You're like, you what? Know, I can drink? So yeah. And then, and then I was a little nervous be, about the idea of having a drink and like n losing my coherence uh, and my ability to speak clearly. <laughs> That's but, why we do it. We, do it. <laughs> we have that problem every week. It, it, that is true. Because Allison and I are drinking bourbon. So by like three quarters of the way through the interview, we're like, tell us what it was like. Have you ever been on the set of Designing Women? <laughs> <laughs> That was good of our opening question anyway, and I threatened to hum the theme song, so. <laughs> so our viewers, uh, Mary Dixie comes from Hollywood royalty. Your mother is Dixie Carter, and your father is Hal Holbrook, or is he your stepfather? My stepfather, okay. yes. My stepfather is Hal Holbrook, yes. Oh um, they, um, yeah, they're um, both amazing people, as well as being super, extremely talented. And um, my mom uh, passed away 11 years ago, and and my stepfather just passed away this year. Um, but he had a long and magnificent career and was yes. really working into his 90s. That's just crazy and amazing, and I love that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He was touring his one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight, yeah. well past his 90th birthday. Um, and only really retired when he was, I don't know if it was, he was 91 or 92 when he retired. That is but, incredible. And, and just incredible. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it kept him like he had to do it. And it sort of like kept him healthy and kept him moving because so it was like a, you know, a relationship between working and just, and living. It was who he was. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a, you have a performance background, don't you? Did you I do. That? Yes. So I uh, started out as an actress. I so was, did I. Did you? <laughs> yes. Well, I feel like acting and writing are extremely close. I mean, yeah. they're, two, yeah, two peas in a pod. Um, the same skills or muscles or whatever. I, I feel so similar. I, I say um, that all the time. I'm like, I, I, when I developed characters for the stage, it's the same way I develop characters for a book. Like, totally. Way. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I'm so, you know, glad to share that with you because it's, it's so, it's, it's exactly the same way I think about it. And like, you know, you know, how would this person move? And like, and also with, you know, trying to picture the bedroom when they were five years old. Like yeah. you would do that if you were acting, performing the role. Yes. You would also do it, you know, if, if you're writing about the person. So do you act out when you're writing? Like, do you do the voices and everything? Did you play your Delta Dawn in The Photographer? <laughs> I, so I actually did the audio book. I oh, did you really? Yes, I did the audiobook. So I I got to narrate the whole thing, which was such a joy. It was so okay. much fun. Now I'm having total FOMO because I, I read the book and I was telling Jen earlier, I prefer to have audio just because it's just easier for me to do things. But if I would have known I got to hear you do it, then I, I'm having like triple, why didn't I get the audiobook <laughs> to get to hear all that? Oh, uh, well... 
maybe you'll just have to do the whole thing again. I with think the I'm going to need to. Well, <laughs> and I was telling Jen, this is such a hard book for me to talk about because I love it so much. And I don't want to say anything that's going to give anything away. So how do you talk about it? Well, it was a good book. Go read it. And then that's it. Okay. I know. I just keep <laughs> saying it, like, it that way. It's a character that is like weaseled its way into my head. And I keep thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she would want anyway. So what <laughs> well, you yeah, want. So up there. <laughs> do you have a way of describing the photographer in so it doesn't give any of the, the magic away, but still makes it seem magical? <laughs> Well, so yes, I can tell you how I would describe it. And then you'll see it, it, it may not give the full gist of it, but I'd say, okay, Delta Dawn is the photographer. She takes pictures of wealthy New Yorkers and their children. And at the opening of the book, she goes to the home of Amelia and Fritz Straub to photograph their daughter's 11th birthday party. And she falls in love with the family. She becomes obsessed with this family. And the book is the story of her trying to insinuate herself into the family. Um, and also, I... <laughs> I see your it. eyes have gotten very wide at this point. Um, I'm, like, oh, I'm on slippery slope right now. To like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I tell you how I got the idea for the book, yes. then it does reveal a lot about the nature of the book, I think. Well, I hired a photographer myself to take pictures of my two children who are now 11 and eight, but this was a while back. And um, and the pictures came back and they were beautiful, but the children's eyes were cobalt blue and they're not in real life. Oh my gosh. I said to the photographer, I would like for my children's eyes to be their real color. And she said, there is no real color. And I was so struck by that (laughs) sentence that there is no real color. And I just, it stayed in my head that that psychology and that point of view on the world. So whether we're talking about photos or whether we're talking about anything that there that you just choose to make it what you want it to be and then that's what's real and you sort of disregard the way it was in the first place like it was really irrelevant what color my children's eyes were and for the record what color are your children's eyes so they're like grayish i would say you know they're they're maybe close to my eye color which is like hazel um jen's trying to like jen doesn't have her glasses on good luck there i know so that's why i'm like uh, i'll just creepy get close to my camera so i can see my lighting situation is disappointing and part of it is the fact that i'm in the hotel room but um so i'm apologize that maybe you can't see my eye color as well as you (laughs) (laughs) You look great but eye color is hard to tell on camera anyway because sometimes the light does change it but i was trying to figure out whether cobalt was just a permutation or no they've got black blue gray green purple eyes and we just like like hazel so like grayish green but but uh, not a bright color i would say not a bright color a kind of muted color the same way my eyes are sort of a muted color and their um their eyes uh, in the photos were cobalt blue so like um, alien eyes is what i'm picturing but yeah. well, I'm oh, laughing because there was a thing for a while on Twitter where all the authors were changing their avatars to have like cyborg blue eyes where they lit up. So now that's what I'm picturing that this photographer's done to your children. They have been possessed by aliens. <laughs> Aren't these nice photos? So I I love the fact that you said, can you change their eye color to be the correct eye color? And she said there is no color. Did she ever go back and change it? So she or did do you change have it, it? Okay. but she, she didn't change it all the way to <laughs> the real color. She did not change it all the way back, but she did change it some, and so it was maybe a compromise or something. Her, but, uh, her artistic vision and the truth of your children's reality. Of your children. This is yeah. your vision. <laughs> um, so that's Delta Dawn is this, um, no, I'm not suggesting that, um, 
Delta Dawn is based upon this photographer because <laughs> we have a we have a slander and libel yeah. suit on our hands if you did. But go I'm on. I'm not suggesting that at all. But she has that point of view on the world that there is no real whatever. And she changes the photos to suit her vision. And she changes the world. I mean, she changes her own life and her place in the world in order to suit her vision of what she wants it to be and what she thinks it should be. And so, you know, she uh, kind of finds her way into this family and inserting herself and and manipulating everyone a little bit. And then... Um, and they don't know what's hit them. But I will say that I don't intend or I hope readers don't take Delta Dawn to be like the villain because I think she's, um, I hope that people have compassion for her and her feeling like an outsider and a desperate to belong to something and desperate to be part of this glamorous world and this educated fancy everything she thinks she wishes she was and she believes she is not um because yeah and there, I, think, there, I was going to say there there were lines and i was sending them to jen earlier when i was reading them that just absolutely broke my heart things where you didn't outright come and say certain things but you implied them um i won't say more but it involved monkey bars Yes, um, I, I, and, uh, that was the part I was just about to bring up without saying. Uh, just I think I was monkey bars, because it's not a spoiler. Bars. No one will have any idea if they haven't read it, right. what I'm talking about with monkey right. bars. But when what they an incredible book. character insight. And I think that goes back to that like acting thing where you just take these like little core memories of their youth and just right. sprinkle it in. And it tells such a huge story mm-hmm. in so few lines. Oh, good. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you saw it, it that way it, yeah. it, it floored us and then there was another line which again is not a spoiler something like she didn't understand happiness because she didn't never felt it in a visceral no, level no it, there it was, was something like that and then it was the line about what hobbies were like yes. what the point of having a hobby even would be yeah like, that was something oh, right. she just couldn't There's wrap her mind around yes. like fun or something like yeah that. yeah like she didn't understand the concept of fun <laughs> of like doing something just for fun but yeah. this wasn't who she had ever been allowed to be had the freedom to be yes yes totally i mean that yeah that um that sort of sums her up really yeah. and she this is probably gonna that. make me sound crazy but i texted that line to allison and i said i feel like she just spoke my truth <laughs> Yeah, that was like the day I was having. I'm like, I don't even understand what fun is. And then I, I mean, read that I, line, and I was just I like, Oh my god! Like that at times, like you know, when you're in a bad place, you like people around you can be having fun, and you're like, Why? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that you're doing? Why are you making those sounds with your mouth? That's called <laughs> laughing. Oh, hmm. that's weird. Well, and I, I was going to say, I can totally see why you would approach a book from that same position of being an actor, because this was such a character driven book, which is the kind of book that I gravitate towards. So I kind of fall out of any specific genre. And it's really more about I fall for character driven stories, which yours absolutely was. And then I couldn't figure out what to hashtag it as because there's no character driven stories hashtag. But is, would you call it a psychological thriller or a domestic drama or where? Where do we find you in Barnes and Noble? That's <laughs> yeah, what shelf is this on? It but is hopefully the- bestsellers. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> it's it's doing. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things. Like People Magazine called it one of the must reads for the summer, and it is. Today it is. called it um, like five books not to miss or something like that. And the New York Times gave it a great review. So. A lot of exciting things happening, but in Barnes and Noble, it would be like it. It is the mystery and thriller section, often where one might find it. Um, And I, you know, the thriller um, category, I'm happy with it. I didn't actually set out to write a thriller. Um, I just was writing this, and 
than everyone else told me it was a thriller. I that that happens sometimes with with genre where it's like I wrote the story and then everybody else tries to figure out where it sits most easily because there is so much intensity in your story that I wouldn't know where else to put it other than something like thriller because you you associate thriller with intense stories like that and there isn't something no spoiler there's no like aliens other than her children's cobalt (laughs) eyes so it wouldn't fit in say science fiction or fantasy but it has that just that momentum that a lot of other stories that are just straight fiction just don't have. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I was trying to figure out why um, people, what, why I wrote something that was categorized as a thriller. And I have one theory and it may not be accurate, but because I did a lot of theater and I did a lot of plays and plays are, you know, shorter than novels And so you really need to get the ball rolling quickly and escalate the tension quickly in a play. And I've read so many plays. So I wonder if my desire to escalate the tension quickly and like ramp it up was what pushed this in the direction of thriller. I love that. I can see that. I mean, I know when I write, I think because, again, I've done so many plays and I've been in so many plays and I've read so many plays and done so many scenes mm-hmm. that I feel like I write books that have very small casts because I always think of it as just like, oh, it's a three-person show. It's like, right. it's <laughs> it'll be easily adapted for the stage. It's it'll fit in a black people. box. You're good. It can be in a black box. Theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and then sometimes I read these like epic fantasy novels and I'm just like, this book has like 804 characters. Mm-hmm. How would that fit on a stage? It wouldn't. <laughs> no. no, it ends up on HBO, and that's that's also valid, but it's not what good. you do. That's <laughs> so when at what point during your writing process did you know Delta Dawn's name was going to be Delta Dawn? Because I didn't know if she gave that name to herself or if her parents gave her that name. I don't know if it's important. Yeah, we were- we were arguing about this because I didn't know it was a real song. I thought it was an homage to Designing Women, and there's like some stab oh. at Delta Burke in there. <laughs> like, no, okay, just checking. It's a real, it's a real. So it's a great um, song. Delta Dawn's name was not originally Delta Dawn, but I always knew that I didn't have the right name. So originally, if you must know, her name we was do. Zoe. Oh, yeah, that's not <laughs> the right name. Now, and I, I like the name Zoe, but so it doesn't I. really fit that character. No, it doesn't. And and so at some point it was, I mean, it was always kind of clear to me, but I hadn't, I, I was still struggling with what her name was. Now, Delta Dawn, the lyrics to Delta Dawn really do connect in my mind in some sort of emotional way with this character. Yes. And so... <laughs> That was one thing. And then the other thing is her name. So my name, as you've probably noticed, is a very Southern name. Yes. A double name, which is unusual if you live in Brooklyn or if you live, you know, on either East or West Coast, um, which I have most of my life. So it's noteworthy. And people are like, huh, um, you know. People take note, and it sort of makes me slightly different. Mm-hmm. I think that that I had a desire to make Delta Dawn slightly different in many ways, and just one of those is her name and um, marking her kind of as an outsider, mm-hmm. which so she feels on a very deep level that she's an outsider, and that is one more thing that keeps her in that category. Well, and you don't, I, I, w- I don't want to spoil too much about the background that we do get from her, but you do paint a very vivid picture of what her, her childhood was like. And it's very distinctive. And just to say it's out of Florida. So that name all kind of fits together that you can, you can see Adelsa Dawn leaving Florida and trying to become someone else. And it's interesting that she never, that she doesn't change her name. And then I know Jen was asking, was that, was that her name at birth or was that a name she took on herself? So it was her name at birth. Her mother was a fan of um, the song and her mother gave her the name and their last name happened to be Dawn. 
just, you know, their last name was already Don and her mother named her Delta. So See, now I'm feeling like there's a, a missed opportunity because my daughter's middle name is Dawn, named after my mother, who was Dawn, and I could have named her Delta. <laughs> I, I think I probably you can called give her a nickname. There. <laughs> she will not she'll be like why are you calling me delta all of a sudden <laughs> when anyway, I, meet her, I could be her crazy aunt jennifer and who calls her <laughs> delta <laughs> why is mommy's friend from the computer calling me weird names mommy's friend from the computer <laughs> so, so i'm a jennifer ann like my birth certificate is at jennifer ann and my yeah. mother's from florida so i understand the the two name the thing name. i was very close to becoming a kellyanne or a melody ann or a marianne then i know you'd be on gilligan's island i know <laughs> and my dad said those were the names of daytime strippers so they changed it to <laughs> jennifer ann and i was just like well that was the story they told me of how i was named <laughs> You were also born in the decade of Jennifer's, so exactly. I was like, really? You went from Marianne to just I don't know, just Jennifer. Jennifer's fine. Mm -hmm. Gen Wait, not do, does anyone call you Jennifer Ann? The whole thing? Do people say Jennifer Ann? Only when I was in trouble when I was a kid. Um, but I go by Jennifer Ann as a writer, right? I see. Because yeah. I'm just like reclaiming it <laughs> because I don't know why. Because I needed more letters in my name. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, my mom really insisted on keeping the Dixie in there. Like she, if someone called me Mary, she was not pleased by it. She was like, it's no, 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 it's Mary Dixie. You have to say Mary Dixie. And I guess I heard that so many times that I sort of like, you know, took it on myself like no 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 you have to say mary dixie <laughs> and i you know the it's an interesting question of like why doesn't delta dawn change her name um but i think that there's a part of her that feels very like she's still kind of is that identity and so yeah. it's hard for her to completely divorce she does want to leave it behind but she also is clinging to part of it yeah. and so um so yeah and and then like so there there were times when i thought well why don't i just call myself mary and drop the dixie because it is you know it's like a, an extra hurdle for someone who lives in New York city to be Mary Dixie. It's like, everyone is like, Oh, what, what? You know, it's a, you're never getting your coffee at Starbucks. Just yeah. give up. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say your um, amazing publicist, Kim messaged us and she was just like, it's Mary Dixie. Just so you know, it's Mary Dixie. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's Mary Dixie. It's Mary Dixie. It's Mary Dixie. I messaged Allison. I'm like, it's Mary Dixie. And she was like, okay, we can do this. It's like Sarah Michelle Geller or Sarah Jessica Parker. We can do it. It's like, <laughs> we can do this. I'm like, I can do this. I'm a Jennifer Ann. I should know how to do this. Well, you know, if someone if someone calls me Mary, I don't take it personally at all because I'm so used to it. Like I, you know, I'm just like, well, everyone assumes that it, you know, it's Mary and that Dixie maybe is maybe even part of my last name. If we weren't sure. <laughs> and we were like, is it hyphenated here? Is it not yeah. hyphenated anywhere? Is it spaced out? <laughs> Like if we don't see how you filled out the bubbles on your SAT, we wouldn't know where the, the letters it's, it's are going to go. It's very confusing. It's but, like, yeah. There's like, no middle name. There's just no middle name. So you just didn't get one. Dixie is in the first name box on the SAT. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like my birth certificate, it's like Jennifer Ann. And then Gordon's over there, and there's no, there's, there's no middle nothing name. in the middle name column. Yeah. That's the same with me. There's so that's when I realized I'm like, oh, I think that's my first name, even though nobody calls me that, or somebody just messed up the birth certificate. Also <laughs> possible. Also but, possible. But I, People I gonna, were still smoking in the hospital back then. <laughs> it's true. Well, and I was also going to say that when you have a name that is like the Dixie Carter part has this history to it and this beloved person. That's something I wouldn't want to lose that. I wouldn't want that left off either. So I, I love that. I mean, my, my, I go by two different author names and Alice and Martine, the Martine was my grandmother's middle name, which I'm grateful for because it's better than Editha, which was, I guess, the other choice if I had been <laughs> named from her first name. But I, I like having that kind of family history right there in my name. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't go by Alice and Martine as a first name because it's it's part of my my full name. It's my middle name. But I love that. Hey, it's right there. The Mary Dixie Carter 
is a, is a living homage to your mom. And I love that. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I mean, truthfully, now my mother is um, that she's no longer living. There is, you know, I there's something that I really value about that is that it's connected to my mom. Maybe more uh, now than when you were seven. Yeah, when I was a little kid, perhaps, or a teenager, and no one could get my name right, and then it wasn't quite so fun. But yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, mom, you gave me part of your name, and now nobody gets it. Yeah. Thanks, mom. And <laughs> but I think the way we name characters in books is a huge thing. And some of the books that I've read that they just didn't stick with me had names that just kind of were flyaway names that didn't kind of land in your heart. And I feel like you really, even even down to the name of the dog, it's Doc. The dog's name is Doc. I'm like, you named the dog in a name that made me fall for fall for a dog. And I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but I fell for the dog. I well, pictured this dog as like a little violinist accompanying Natalie <laughs> on her cello. Like as I was like, oh, he's definitely named after Isaac Perlman. Like, why I, I was, I was like, sure it was. I gave the dog a backstory. <laughs> well, if Come Natalie on. plays the cello. Then it yes, obviously sense. the dog needs to be part of her little string quartet. Yeah. <laughs> As a dog person, I was just like, when does the dog get a sequel? <laughs> Is there like an Itzhak story out there? Like everything's the told from years. his point of view. <laughs> uh, I read that. Probably well, it. I was, yeah, I was thinking that, that the Amelia and Fritz Straub like that, that that would be something they might do is name their dog itself. Of course they would. <laughs> it worked. But then I was wondering, I'm like, so Amelia and Fritz name their dog Itzok, but they name their daughter Natalie, which is a beautiful name, but it's not it, it doesn't it doesn't sound Brooklyn. Does that it's not Jewish like, either? It, it's not Jewish. And it's also like I feel like I don't want to say hipster, but there's like this upper class <laughs> um Brooklyn kind of vibe. Where people well, like name friend their is named Piper. Yeah. And like the kids are named like Juniper and like <laughs> Hunter and things like that. But if no, I'm just going through all the kids' names that my kids have come home with in their classes. And it's the first name, last name, boy, girl, possibly the name of, uh, I don't know, prime minister. I got nothing. <laughs> They're all over the place. I, that's okay. My, my, uh, he's now going into kindergarten, but for a while, he was insistent. Oh no, this is my oldest. She was insisting there was a child in her name and her class named Kitten. And I'm like, there is no child in your class named Kitten. Nobody's gotten that crazy. You don't have Gwyneth Paltrow's kid in there. You don't have Apple in there. Turned out she just couldn't pronounce Keaton. His, his name was Keaton. Oh, Keaton. Oh, but she was calling him Kitten the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, Eventually, we're just going to be calling our children like, this is my child, Kitten. This is my, because cat is a name. <laughs> That's short for Catherine or uh, Katarina or Katrina. <laughs> it's short for kitten. I'm sure there's a name that you, you can shorten to kitten. <laughs> no, you were saying that Natalie is a much more straight down the middle name. Yeah. Straight down the middle yeah. name. And what yeah. are they projecting for her with that and what kind of life they want for her? Well, so interesting question. And, you know, it, it might be that I like imposed a little of my own desires on their naming Natalie, Natalie, because what I wanted for Natalie was for her to be the heart and soul of the book. And she so she is. I, and so I kind of wanted, uh, I didn't want her name to be too like, whatever, pretentious <laughs> or yeah. dream something yeah. I, I wanted and and I also could I think it was true to them because I could picture them um being very like hipstery in certain things that they do but when it came to naming their daughter that they actually are pretty traditional and they're mm -hmm. not as um I guess progressive or unusual as they'd like to think they are Yes, I love that. Well, and I don't want to again. I don't spoiler. Don't want to go there. But the naming and how we name children is another feature of your book. So that's something that for people who read the book, and I hope everybody does, they will get into the concept of how we come up with names. Okay, Jen's posing behind the book again. <laughs> There's no cobalt blue eye on that one either. Oh so that's, I think it's kind of a Look green. Yeah, that works. Ooh. 
Okay, we're gonna need a screenshot of that later. I know. Like, uh, gosh, I've gotta, <laughs> That's good. I've gotta do a bookstagram thing with that for you. <laughs> uh, so, Mary Dixie, I know you've you've written other works before, but is this your full length, your first full length debut novel? Yes, it is. Now, I did write a book <laughs> that um, was not published. Um, we all have. We all have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wrote a book. It was called, it is called, um, it sparkles as it burns. And that was never published and it's still on my computer. And perhaps one day it will be, I did, you know, I had an agent, not the agent I have now, but, um, and we sent it around and people said nice things about it, but no one, um, bought it. So uh, welcome to submission hell. <laughs> Sorry, that's where I live right now, waving to you from Submission Hell. Go on. Well, it, it was it was very frustrating at the time, um, but I, you know, if I'm trying to look on the bright side, I think that I did learn a lot from writing that novel. I think it's good. I'm still proud of it. But um, I think, like, writing my second novel, I already knew certain things that, you know, could help me. And, um, and so that, in that way it was useful, but who knows, maybe that first one will be published at some point yes. down the road. Well, and I was just going to add, that's very common for people who aren't really familiar with how the submission process works. It's really common that the first book that lands to your agent gets shopped out and people say lovely things and it just doesn't quite clear enough hurdles to be the one that is the debut. So then a lot of times then later, the second book is actually your first book. So people are like, oh, this new book, you're like, it's been on my computer for 10 years, dust it off and then put it out there. Because once you're established and people go, oh my gosh, Mary Dixie Carter is amazing. I want everything she has. And you're like, by, by any chance, I have this one right here ready for you. <laughs> and they're more ready, more likely to take a risk and, and go ahead and do that. And you also then have an editor who's already been working with you and maybe able to shape that book up if it isn't quite up to par yet. Right. Doesn't mean it couldn't be, but I love it. I hope to get to read it. I hope to. I, I know. I was like, I would like to read that because I feel like Mary Dixie Carter, like with the photographer, you broke our brains mm. in a good way. Oh, so, good. So yeah. thank you. Um, and I, you're one of those authors that I would just be like, I want whatever book she read, writes. Like, I just, I want, I want those words because thank you. we read a lot. I mean, because we host this show, we read. <laughs> A lot of books, um, a lot of really good books. And so we're very lucky. But every once in a while, like after a couple of weeks, something fades away. Mm -hmm. But Delta Dawn has not faded from us. And we've been talking about it. We talked about it all, the entire time we were reading it. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much since we both stopped, which was because we read it in like record time, too. Mm -hmm. It's just like, <laughs> and yeah. I'm done. Well, and I think that was one of the things is I don't know how many words it is, but it's it's a very fast paced read. And I think it's because it's so intensely focused on the story. There is no padding. There are no side stories and all this stuff. It all is just driving towards the conclusion, which I found so satisfying, completely unexpected. But it just was a railroad straight there so that you didn't have all the extra fluff. And I'm not saying anything about the fluff. But there are books that you're going to have all those extra things, and then eventually you muddle towards an end. There was no muddle. Are you looking at me? Alex? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and your books are not the the kind that I'm sitting there using it as a doorstop because it's just massive. And it, there are a few authors who I loved in other things, and then I read other works of theirs, and I'm going, okay, here's where the insta buy bit me because I bought it or I, I checked it out from the library and then suffered through thousands of pages of just wow you just described all the products in the rei catalog and now i'm going to go mountain climbing in ice alps and i why am i reading this and there's no almost snowman in it <laughs> Sorry, that's an actual book i i won't say whose book but i thought there was going to be a Hi, yeti not nearly <laughs> as many yeti as there would be oh hello laura but so, yes here's, go ahead oh, i was just gonna say so are, i know for those of you who obviously were not privy to our pre-show conversation, Mary Dixie is on a road trip right now. Are you actively writing anything? Not at the water park, but like... Oh, am I on your laptop in the water park? <laughs> <laughs> this this blissful night in the hotel by yourself. You're like, oh. Um, I, I'm working on a second novel. I cannot say that I'm working on it 
during this road trip. But I as do you shouldn't be. That it like, you know, as you both know, you're sort of thinking even when you're not writing. You're kind mm-hmm. of like, things are coming to you and you're making like connections and associations and so who knows how it might be valuable in some way. And the other thing is, oh, I'm stopping in a lot of bookstores. And that is really wonderful and signing books and um, meeting um, booksellers. And so that is, has been a great treat. I saw that you made it all the way to Massachusetts, didn't you? I did. I'm I'm in New Hampshire. And I was like, we have a really great independent bookstore. You should have. I was like, 40 minutes north, 40 minutes north. Oh, tell me, wait, what's your, what's your great independent bookstore? Because maybe I'll be back. Oh, Gibson's in Concord, New Hampshire. Oh, which is where you're going to be doing what, Jen? Oh, um, I have my book launch there on July 13th. It is sold out, but it's out. Oh, so we, no one, I mean, is it virtual or is it's it, in person? It's in person. Wow. It's their first in-person event in 16 months. Oh my so gosh. It's smaller, but in person. And I'm just like crazy, like just wow. crazy. I'm just Congratulations. crazy. Congratulations. Right That's Thank so you. exciting. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to be in a bookstore with other human people and my books all at the same time. It's just. <laughs> oh, that's thrilling. That's so cool that you get to do that in person. It's crazy. Well, and I don't know how things were for you, Mary Dixie, because when you launched, we were still kind of coming out of quarantine. So when exactly did the photographer come out? Was it March or May? It was May. It was May 25th. And and, uh, we had some wonderful virtual events. And that was, you know, I was very grateful i mean thank goodness that we were able to have the virtual events but but stores were not and still i would say are not quite ready to do in-person events Mm -hmm. um but i i'm hoping that i will be able to do a few like come august september um even though you know it's a little bit after the launch but um Right. But it cares, yeah. I say when everything's been virtual, it just gives you the excuse to continue the launch because right. then it's like, hey, now it's the live launch because <laughs> exactly. it's the live launch. Yeah, Jennifer Jennifer's first book came out just before lockdown. Like she was out for about three seconds before the world shut yeah, down. It was like three days, I think. I was like, yeah. and my book is out, everyone. Thank you. And oh. then she was not headline news anymore <laughs> when it was oh. lockdown for the whole world. And mine came out during the lockdown. So it's, it was, Hey, you need an author photo. And it's someone taking a picture of me on a cell phone in my front yard. Not exactly oh, <laughs> the way you want to do things. So we've all had just kind of roll with the punches and do all that, <laughs> but, but you get to go to all these bookstores now and meet all these booksellers. Yeah. And that's, I, but when you're doing a road trip and you're any in Wisconsin, am I the only one who's thinking American gods through all this? Are you, are you getting to do that tour as well? And going about to all the craziest things? She said Wisconsin. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I should well, have thought about American gods. That's better. Uh, well, Wisconsin, most people go to cheese, but since American gods features a road trip and ends up in some of these crazy places, I'm hoping you're seeing all those fun things, but you're in a water park. I don't remember them ever going to a water park in American gods. So I think you win. Also, well, you yeah, the water park, you know, there's, um, there's many different layers and levels to the water park. <laughs> Like, hmm. I, I did get a, a um, text from my husband with a picture of the children having laughing and having such a good time. So I'm happy that you're they're happy. They're happy. Um, yes, and and you know, so we're we're. Um, I went to my niece's wedding that was in Columbus, Ohio. I and lived there for twelve years. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I went to. Two bookstores there too. I know because you uh, went to um, that crazy bookstore that has like thirty-two rooms. Bookloft of German yes, Village. Book yes. What an amazing. Okay, this is going on my bookstore bucket list. What is it called? Bookloft. The Bookloft. Bookloft of German, German Village. Village. And it, it's a magic land. Oh I my goodness, that's in, it's just amazing. That was, I think, I was stalking you on Instagram, like low level, not Delta Dawn level, but like <laughs> low level stalking. 
And that was the first picture I saw of yours that I like actively was like coming out of stalking mode and commented on. It was like, and I'm here. I love this bookstore or something, something <laughs> stupid like that. Um, but I was like, well, now she knows I'm stalking her. <laughs> but I can say it's research because mm-hmm. you're on the show. Or you were just stalking the bookstore, and that's totally fine. Bookstores allow stalking. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a better way to frame it. Thank you, Allison. Allison is a lawyer by trade, so she's always got my back when I am <laughs> say something like... I'm your alibi. Yeah. Oh, she could get arrested for stalking because she keeps saying this. And she's like, you are just visiting the bookstore page repeatedly. I'm like, yes, that is what I was doing. Yes. <laughs> all of the bookstore pages, all visited for some reason by Mary Dixie Carter. It's just weird. weird. I don't know what's happening here. It's weird that Jennifer has a map of Mary Dixie Carter's road trip (laughs) in her house. That's weird. And a bunch of pictures of like children with bright blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you went to your niece's wedding in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, and um, and that was so much fun. My daughter was a flower girl. My son was the ring bearer. They were so cute and it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. And, um, and then I also did, as you noted, I went to the village and I went to prologue bookshop. Have you ever been there? No. Where is that? Prologue bookshop is on. And now I can't remember. Anything. I know because it's like Columbus, so. the main big street that like high seems- street. Yes. 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 So it's, oh. it's there. And it might um, be. It might have happened after I left. Um, well, yeah, I think, I think it is relatively new, but it but it was it was um, very nice. And then, um, and so onward, we ha- have this all important stop at the water park. And um, <laughs> was that kind of the main goal for your kids this whole time? Where they're like, just get us to the water park, and no. you're like, look, a historic stone church. Here, children, there's this. <laughs> Wait, mommy's going to a bookstore and they're like, water park. The water park was a surprise. And <gasps> they only found out about it when we arrived at the water park. <gasps> That's amazing. Nice. So they were like, what? Oh my God. So we were like, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't know, they didn't know where we were headed. We're going in the direction of like Minneapolis, and then we're eventually going to end up in uh, Utah, Colorado. We may um, our trip may end actually in Colorado. Um, we, my nephew, who sounded ominous. I know. I was Mary Dixie. Please finish that sentence. Okay, we have to go now, Mary Dixie. The trip is ending when we get there. After you're just like, I write like psychological thrillers. (laughs) The trip ends in Colorado one way or another. (laughs) So continue. It's going to end happily for your family. Maybe in Colorado. I'm assuming there's going to be alternate transportation back home after this. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what I was trying to say is that we, so I think I told you we rented an RV. We are driving in an RV across country, but um, it might be that, so my nephew is actually an older nephew who is able to drive and he may drive the RV back and we may fly back. So. Wait, he'd um, go by himself? He's, well, he's like um, 20. Two, you know, uh, 22 year old guy in an RV <laughs> by himself driving cross country. If there was like a security deposit, you may not be getting that back. Like, but I'm sure that he's is lovely. a party boss. He's responsible, young man. He's responsible. Responsible. with you. Super responsible. Of course, but man, I don't think I was that responsible when I was 22, 23. I definitely would have been like, I have an RV. <laughs> I'd probably be like, I'm living here now in Colorado well, was, in the RV. <laughs> I was already going to applaud your bravery for taking the family cross country in an RV to do all this. That's already my hat's off. It's been really fun. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's been, it's been a total treat. And, and also, so in Chicago, a lot of my husband's family lives in Chicago, mm. in, in Wilmette and, um, 
So, and he loves going back there because he gets to see some of his friends. So we stopped in Chicago. And so there's been a really nice things about this trip. And I've gotten to visit a lot of bookstores, which has been wonderful for me because especially as we've been discussing, I didn't get to do anything in person at the time of the launch. So now I'm getting to, um, you know, to go into bookstores and sign books and it's fun. I love that. Oh, so it's like an unofficial book tour. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How long have you been on the road? Well, I guess it's just a little over a week. It's not even that long, but it feels like it's been a while. But <laughs> It feels really long. Um, I almost did a spit take with my bourbon when you said that. <sighs> oh, we lost Jen. Okay. So oh, sometimes okay. Jen's phone overheats and she's doing that on there because our producer is her husband, Roman. So sometimes we have like just one place. Also, they had a really bad storm. Jen, did we lose you due to storm? I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Um, flickering storm internet. That's yeah. I wasn't sure if it was your phone or something weird going on, but we're, you know, it's been a hundred degrees for about a week. So oh, it's geez. just one of those things that are happening. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. Sorry. Well, <laughs> and I've warned seen, everybody I could disappear at any time. <laughs> I've seen people. So up in the Pacific Northwest, they're having weather that they aren't used to having. And I saw someone, I'm thinking this because of Mary Dixie's RV where they've pulled their RV that has air conditioning next to their house and are like piping it in with hoses trying to get the AC from the RV. Oh, wow. Because they don't have, they don't have anything set up because the Pacific Northwest is I would just move into the RV. Yeah, I would probably too, but I don't know how all that works. I don't know if there's batteries or any of that, but I would just be like, peace out, Seattle. I would just go if I had all that. But that's crazy. But you're you're in a hotel with air conditioning and your cup, and of, a wine, cup of wine, and mm-hmm. the kids are going to come back and they're going to be tired. Yes, and that's good. <laughs> Is My this wife. your first night in a hotel since you started the trip, or? Um, no, we had one other night in a hotel. Yes, we that after the wedding. Um, yes, yeah, yeah the on the wedding. Yeah. You don't come back from a a wedding and go to an RV. That just no transition. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you've got like the the flower girl and the ring on with fancy outfits. Uh-huh. I know. Like, what do I? That deserves a hotel room. That yes. deserves a little bit of room service. Yes. Well, Definitely. and I love that. I love that you waited to tell them that they were going to do a water park until after all that happened. Because if the highlight of the trip for them is I get to be in this wedding, then they're really excited. But if they're like, this wedding's fine, when I get to go down the big slide, they oh, probably would be a little bit focused on the thing in the future that's that's a very good point um that yeah they would they they were totally excited about about the wedding and the water park you know actually it was somewhat spur of the moment for us too I mean we knew before the kids knew but it it was sort of like oh this is where we're going and it happens to be really like practically passing by this water park that the children would be like ecstatic about yes. and maybe we should just go for it. So yes. <laughs> and, yes. then, and then as I point out, it was also like the Isn't right it? timing for getting to have this um, conversation with you two because that otherwise I would have been doing it in the RV. And I, I'm a, I'm a little sad that you weren't in the RV with like your entire family <laughs> in the RV where you're just like probably still drinking wine out of a paper cup <laughs> in an RV with like the whole family. I guess we couldn't be just like, so your kids had crazy alien eyes. We'd probably have to leave that part out of the story. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they sound like they'd be old enough that they'd think that's kind of funny. They, they might think they might think so. They might think so. Oh my god! Well, um, yeah, it would have been a different kind of interview. It would have yes. been a different kind of conversation if the children were jumping around in the background. That's when I would be saying, "Yes, I'm sipping on iced tea. Go on." <laughs> I know. It's like we are just having tea. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's bourbon. Is that what it's, you two? It's bourbon. It is bourbon. bourbon. Just plain bourbon. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I <laughs> like, oh god, that was, it sounds sad when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> just like 
specific. When when Jen introduced me, the the romance series I write is called The Bourbon Books. So before our very first event, I actually had to try bourbon because I hadn't before. And turns out, fortunately, I do like it, or at least some of it. So it's just been a running thing that I have some. And sometimes I'll do like... You leave, yeah. Yeah, I'll do like, drink bourbon. Yeah, I mean, when, when we had the vampire novel, we I was doing Bloody Mary because that was a little too on the nose, but I did it anyway. But, you know. I just drank my bourbon out of goblet when we had vampire That's people. true. You had a fancy red goblet. It, fancy looked, red goblet. it looked enchanted. I feel like I wish I had like an on-brand reason to be drinking bourbon other than I like tend to write dark fiction and horror. And I have like a lot of alcoholics in my book. I was so going to say, they your on-brand drink, drink would be laudanum tea, and then like you would not be a very tea. good host. <laughs> you'd be, be sleeping. Hold <laughs> on. I know. When you write, like, a horror, there's no on-brand drink that, like, allows you to actually still be, like, functioning. Not one you really want. Let's, no. let's just go No, there. not one that I really want. Mm-hmm. No. So, yes, yeah, so we're both drinking straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. But my, well, my on-brand drink bourbon. would be... Um, Amelia drinks a lot of wine, mm-hmm. so so you're good. Delta actually, they both drink yeah. a lot of wine, so yeah. you know that's it's right for me. Maybe not for a paper cup, but maybe well, I was gonna say we can't even see if it's a red or a white or a blush because it's in a paper cup. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love as long as you're so enjoying much. it, that's really all that matters. That is the key to all of this. Enjoy yes. it, Definitely. and and Mary Dixie. I hope you're enjoying this like wild ride you're on Phys- like literally and figuratively because you're on like a, a, a wild road trip, but also, you know, your book is the book of the summer Aww. and as it should be, it's yeah. freaking great. So everybody oh, watching this live or on the replay, like legit, honestly, read the photographer, please read it. Listen to it. Listen to it because that's, that's Mary Dixie's thing. voice. Um, <laughs> Do it. That's an order. <laughs> oh, and nobody's going to listen. Like I was say, I'm not sure. Order. <laughs> Go for it. Maybe this is so much fun. This is so much fun talking to you too. Oh gosh, you have been amazing. We went over like we try to aim for like 40 minutes, but every once in a while, like we get authors that all of a sudden I like glance at the clock and I'm like, oh, we're taking up their entire evening. Sorry. <laughs> It was it was a it was a fun conversation. It just flew by, like just chatting about it's anything. Just chatting. <laughs> I know it's like we're we're talking about the book, but we're also talking about you. And I feel like I I know for me when I love an author, like as a person, like when I get to know them, I understand where they're writing from, and it makes the work just like even better. So thank you for telling us. Like your stories of the road trip and just like talking about the book and the creepy cobalt blue eyes, all of that. <laughs> like that thing from Pan's Lab. No, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a Photoshop thing with that, <laughs> with cobalt blue eyes. I'm going to send it to you, Mary Dixie. <laughs> now that is crossing the line on stock. That is crossing. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Do the Photoshop and then go ahead and just tag her. Just That's tag fun. her. Okay. Don't, All right. don't, don't, don't send it her. to her house. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Like I did an oil painting of this weird thing. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got it. <laughs> You're all right, Jen. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but no, seriously. <laughs> Um, so Mary Dixie, uh, thank you. I'm sorry we're leaving it on like the my mm-hmm. weird stocking note, but um, I feel it's on brand. That's true for all of us here. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> okay, so JD Estrada says sometimes knowing the person and trying to match the messed up thing they wrote with how they are is intimidating. Oh, hmm. interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Well, and I can see that because there are things that happen during certain books you've read and you go, okay, how much of this did the writer experience? Yeah. And you're kind of scared to ask. And I know that sometimes when I write, people know that certain things are plucked from the pages of my own personal history. And then they will ask, did this part happen? Is this part real? And then I go, well, this is fiction. I don't have to tell you that. And I guess it depends on how well I know them before I will tell them. Hey, yes, this part happened. This part, no, that's completely fictional. And you know, I don't know that person in real life. I wish. <laughs> um, so pe- people have said to me, um, 
I don't really see you in this book at all. Like, I like, where are um, you in this uh, book? G- good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, that's when you just answer, I hide it well, don't I? I know. <laughs> you should just blink at them a lot, make them uncomfortable, <laughs> back away. <laughs> so, I'm like, again, we're going over, but like, so how do you respond when they say they don't see you in the book? Like, because I know there's got to be little tidbits of you. Well, Everything so is the, sprinkled in. You, you know, as, as you know, it like, there's a tiny bit of me in each character, just like yes. a little tiny bit. Yeah. Of, so for example, Delta Dawn, everyone's like, oh my goodness, this you're not, you're so far from this, you know, really crazy woman. <laughs> and um, the one thing I've said is, well, I understand this outsider feeling. And I feel like most, a lot of people do understand that. I hope that people connect to Delta on that level of like, she feels like an outsider. It's extreme in her case, her feeling like an outsider. But um, but I have felt like that at certain times in my life, and and that sort of was my way into Delta. Is wanting part of, part of something, and like she really wants to be in the middle of it, but she always feels like she's just removed. And like there's the camera, she's looking through the camera, she's the observer, she's not really part of it. Um, so that's. That has been my answer when everyone is like, when anyone says, are you, is there anything about Delta that's like, like you? <laughs> or like, is there anything about you that you should tell us? <laughs> that's when you say, you are not a priest. This is not my confessional. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. Um, but that's a beautiful answer. And I feel like that's why um, I related to her. I know Allison related to her. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and we were rooting for her. Good. Oh, good. I'm glad you were rooting for her. I was like, I, was I know. I'm not sure we were supposed to. So I know. Sometimes I'm like, us, I don't know what she's supposed to be. Who I'm like, God, just do it. <laughs> well, and we we read. We're in different time zones, and we we read both pretty quickly, but not always at the same time. So whoever would get ahead would be like, okay, I'm on this page now to not spoil something for the other person. So when they'd catch up, it would be like, this just happened. So. Jen was texting me some others like oh, this person just found out about this thing and I'm like oh I know. I'm like I'm at the conversation where blah and they're like sometimes it's just like a keyword like where we'd be like monkey bars mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like yes like monkey bars. mystery mystery spot on the floor hmm. interesting <laughs> all those little things and I I don't I don't want to know where you came up with some of that stuff whether you've done any of those things or, <laughs> I'm just going to claim that you are just Let's just say Mary Dixie is an amazing writer and uses her imagination. Imagination, guys. <laughs> For all of it. It's imagination. Oh, Mary Dixie. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> it's good. good. It might be a feeling that is um, a feeling of understanding who this woman is. But, you know, I'm not. Yeah, lights and architecture and there's there's so much beautiful description in here about yeah. I mean and I say it doesn't have a lot of fluff, but there there still is description. This is not a bare bones book where you're like, yep, person went over here, walked done over. <laughs> I've read books like that too. But the the appreciation of the light and the architecture and the interior design. So you can you can claim all those things. Oh, those are safe. Yeah. It's gonna lock you up for that. Good. <laughs> yes, oh. I should I should more uh, aggressively claim those claim things. those things claim like her you know her she has an incredible amount of love in her too so yeah. she's yeah. a great character she's yeah. a really really like phenomenal character and i hope we get to see her at some point on like a screen big oh. or small so i will tell you um, <gasps> i know that we're um no it's okay finishing nope. Up, but um nope i um it is being made into a television series. It's being adapted into a television series. And I just, I can't tell you the ah, details. This because is always it what happens. Been announced. Oh. Can you, um, you can't but, tell us the network? 
for the, I can't the tell service? You. So it's, it, if we just it, shout it at you, can you just look in the camera? If I do this we'll for Amazon Prime. <laughs> I know. Like, like, I hope it's announced soon. I really do. But there, it's um, being developed as we speak. And I'm very excited about the the things you know i'm very very excited Mm. and so um i think you know i have up the utmost confidence that it's going to be really good based on who's doing it so um Uh, they better do it justice what they better do it justice or jen and i will be mad but that's fine Uh, (laughs) thank you for saying that i am obsessed we are we are delta dawn style obsessed with your book so love it so congratulations. I cannot wait to hear details when they're public and uh, just know that I'll be watching. I'll still be watching. That sounds creepy. Uh, yes. <laughs> I crossed the line again, Allison. Yes, you did. To like, I'll be back. watching. Reel it back. Reel it back. I'll be watching your show when it's out. See, that's oh. better. <laughs> We'll be tuning in. Put it that way. Tuning in. I know that's like a 1970s way to put it, but I think most people still know what that means. My kids wouldn't. They're like Roku button. They don't know what tuning means. All right, kiddos. We've got to call this a night. Mary Dixie's got to finish her cup of wine in peace before everybody comes back to her hotel room. Um, thank you, Mary Dixie, for being here. Thank you, Allison, obviously, for everything. Uh, reading, keeping me sane, being my co-host. Thank you to Roman Saratin, our producer. Thank you to Pam Stack, our executive producer. Thank you to everybody at the Global Authors on the Air Radio Network. Uh, for those of you who didn't tune in last week, uh, Vox Feminist is the number one video podcast on the Global Authors on the Air Radio Network. So we are still celebrating that. Uh, next week is our one-year anniversary show. So we have no guest, but Allison and I will be drinking when answering questions and reminiscing and talking about what we're working on now and then the week after that we have joe lansdale which is a crazy big name um so very excited thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you next week